Welcome to episode 11 of the series Understanding the Ages. Let's welcome God's presence with us today. Father, we want to acknowledge without uh, that ministry of your spirit that brings us wisdom and understanding, uh, we have no chance of truly understanding what you have been at doing at work in all of the ages. So we want to continue to invite your Holy Spirit to be present with us, to teach us, to enlighten us, Lord, to, to bring alive the truth of the work that you've been doing in each of the ages, for the unfolding of your purposes of the kingdom here on earth and in us and us in the kingdom. So continue to enlighten our minds, we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. As we've looked at the uh, ages, we've seen that uh, Jesus in person has initiated each of the ages, taken the whole revelation of the kingdom of God here on earth to a new level. And on each occasion that Jesus has started a new age, he started with one person. And this, and in this one person, he's, as it were, uh, revealed or released a new blessing, which is necessary for the establishment of the kingdom. And so we see right at the very beginning, it all started with Adam. Adam was the first man. He is a father of all mankind. Without Adam, there's none of us. <laughs> and from this, we find... Um, the, the things that we experience um, come from our inheritance in, in Adam. We experience <laughs> that we're a people of flesh from Adam. We also experience we've got a sin problem because we see right at the very beginning with Adam and Eve that uh, they chose to rebel against God and to um, disobey his command and stepped into sin. And so we experience life today, um, all of mankind, is still experiencing that sin today and the whole premise of of the work of God through the ages is God dealing with that sin. And as we saw right at the very end, um, after the seventh age and the, the new heaven and the new earth, that finally death is defeated and the last enemy is defeated in death. And so it all started because Adam is the father of all mankind. Then in the next age, we saw that Noah was the one that God uh, met with and said, I'm going to start, I'm going to destroy the whole earth and I'm going to restart, or as it were, reboot the whole world. And so we find that in Noah, uh, then at the Tower of Babel, when language is all given, that Noah is a father of all nations. And so uh, in the second age, God is releasing his kingdom purpose and God is going to rule over all the nations in the millennium and God's kingdom rule through the nations and through the kingdom of God will be established here on earth. And so as we find, Paul says in Acts 17 verse 26, he says, from one man, and that's really Noah as a father of the nations, God created all nations and appointed the places where they're to live and the time set for them. And so Noah is a father of all the nations. This was the next important step for the unfolding of God's kingdom purposes for the earth. We find in the next age, the third age, God appeared to Abraham and said, leave the land that you're in and go to the land that I'm going to show you. And Abraham ended up gathering up all his stuff and just going out. And he only traveled on a promise, the promise of his friend, who was Yahweh, who was God. 
And so we find uh, Abraham is the father of faith. And it's interesting in the in the New Testament when Jesus uh, de- depicts uh, Lazarus who uh, who was a beggar and has died and is in the waiting place that was there before Jesus came, died on the cross and and, and released all those who believed in him um, from the place of paradise, but as it were, separate from being in the heavenly places um, before the throne of God. That Abraham, uh, Lazarus was in the bosom of Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith and all that come to faith in Jesus Christ, all that come to faith and eternal salvation, it's seen that, that Abraham is a father of faith because he was that great man of faith, given a promise, you're going to have a son. And for 25 years he believed it. And as as we're, we're told in the great record of history in, in Hebrews 11, even though he, his body was as good as dead, as far as having children's concerned, both he and Sarah, yet still he believed the father of faith. And uh, as uh, Paul says of the gospel, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because there's a power of God for the salvation of any who would believe, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. For in this gospel a righteousness, a righteousness is revealed that comes by faith for the righteous shall live by faith so abraham is the father of the righteous and that's why in um lazarus who seemed to be in the good section after death it's it's that place for the righteous the the the, um the rich man he was (laughs) not in the place of the righteous he was in torment but abraham was with the righteous and so lazarus is seen to be in that place of the righteous righteousness because it's a righteousness that is by faith. And so we find that Abraham is the, the father that introduced that whole concept. It, it was always a truth before then, but just through Abraham it's, it's, it's revealed and made obvious. And, and it's therefore a blessing in the way of the kingdom. The way of the kingdom is that the righteous are made righteous by faith. That's why Abraham is the father of faith. In the next age, we find that um, Moses comes to, to, to bring the people of Israel out of Egypt. And, and Noah, uh, sorry, Moses goes up onto the mountain, and on that mountain he meets with God. And it was a finger of God that wrote the Ten Commandments. And so now, through Moses, we have the revelation of the Torah, the revelation of the written word of God. And so Moses wrote the first five books of the uh, of the, the Bible as we have it, the, the Old Testament, the first five books. And, and, and then we find after Moses that Moses has now released it, that now there are others that are, are, have, have written the scriptures, um, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So we have the written word of God. And it was interesting in that time also we we, we have the um, de- depiction of the tabernacle uh, that uh, through Moses the glory of the Lord was revealed to Israel. And so it was revealed and, and then the tabernacle of God, so the glory of God was drawing near for man. And we see in the subsequent ages that continued revelation of God drawing nearer and nearer until finally in the eighth age, in the, in the new heaven and the new earth, there is no temple. 
And it says, Behold, in a loud voice, now the tabernacle of God is with man. And so heaven and earth has been brought together. And so it was in Moses as a father of, of Torah, a father of instruction. We have the written word of God today so precious for us. This wonderful, wonderful thing that instructs us and gives us wisdom and, and things a mystery are no longer a, a, a mystery because we have the written word of God made available to us because Moses is the father of Torah. This is God unfolding his kingdom purposes. In the next age, we have Samuel who comes and, and it says before Samuel, the word of God was rare. Abraham was the first one in the scriptures that was referred to as a prophet by God. But before Samuel, prophetic, the, the prophets were read. Those that could hear and discern the voice of God and God was speaking to them and relating to them. It was rare. Just, uh, and as we've seen in each of the ages, uh, Adam met with God and spoke with him face to face. Noah met with God and spoke with him face to face. Abraham met with God and spoke with him face to face. Moses met with God and met with him face to face. And Samuel met with God and spoke with him face to face. But Samuel is the father of prophets. And before long after Samuel, we find a multiplication of those that can hear and know God speaking with them. Not all of them face to face like with Moses, Aaron and Miriam. Um, God spoke to them in dreams and vision, and, and they too had a prophetic role in Israel. And so um, Samuel is the one that multiplies this gifting of, of the prophetic. And so with Moses, we have the written word of God. And with Samuel, the prophetic word of God. And these two are now, God is building his kingdom purposes, building all that is necessary for the kingdom of God. And then in the sixth age, we have Mary. Mary, who is the mother of Emmanuel, the mother of God with us. And for Mary, it wasn't that just, just meeting with God face to face and there's God over there and I'm over here. Like with Moses at the burning bush or, or, or Joshua where, where he encountered the captain. I've come as a captain of the hosts of heaven. But Mary experienced God in an intimate way. He, it was face to face, but it was actually inside her. The fullness of God was dwelling within her. And when she gave birth to Jesus, it was her son. Meeting with God face to face. But, but for Mary, there's, there's God with us. It was God with us in us. And so we find at Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And now for all who believe in Jesus Christ, um, God is, is present and living within us. And, and we all really have a sense. Jesus said, my children know and hear my voice. This, 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 in a sense, the, the spirit of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. And every child of God now has the right to hear and understand the voice of, of our God who speaks with us. And so Mary takes the, the kingdom of God to a new level. She, she, she starts it. Obviously, this is in, in each of them, it was Adam and Jesus working with Adam. It was um, with uh, Noah, it was was Jesus. It was God Himself working with Noah, bringing it about. For for, for Mary, it's not. Oh, Mary, she, she. God used, chose Mary, but He says 
it, it was God himself. I'm taking this revelation of God, this, this establishment of the kingdom of God on earth and, and man experience it and stepping it up into the fullness of what God had purposed. God is at work to unfold that. You see, when God established um, the, the earth and, and, and created the Garden of Eden and placed man within it, Adam, and then Adam and Eve, they were, you know, they weren't born like us, they were just created, but they're, they're children in a sense. They, they haven't got experience, they haven't uh, got to learn things, they're, 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 they're just there. And in one sense, even though they've got a fully formed body and even though they're having sex and all of, all of those things and they're multiplying, really, as far as living life and understanding, they're still just babes. And as babes, they, they, they fell into, uh, uh, Eve fell into the deception and then uh, Adam chose um, to join Eve um, in the repercussions of sin. We find in the midst of that, God still had a purpose of wanting to, to bring us into the fullness of maturity so that we could be, live in the fullness of of what God created us to be, ruling over all the earth, ruling in his kingdom and, and, and being mature and with experience and maturity, able to be administering the kingdom of God in all that God has created. Well, Adam and Eve were just babes and they fell into sin and God has been at work in all the subsequent ages to fulfill his purposes with us. And so with Mary, it's the mother of Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus saying, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. And then we saw in the seventh age, finally the kingdom of God is established here on earth. And, and, and although the world, the, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord has always been around the world, man's eyes have been blinded to see it because of sin and because of their fallenness. But in the the seventh age, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. Uh, um, because we're, we're still unfolding to be able to take a, a long picture and say, well, what, what was the, 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 the father of the seventh age? What was the, the, the major things, you know, the, the, the new thing that he established? Um, it's a little bit early to, um, to see the full ramifications of that. But I, I believe that's part of it, that, that revelation of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, which um, for the seventh age is finally established over all the kingdoms of the earth and all peoples have that revelation of the glory revealed to them and that, that glory of the Lord is present amongst all nations. And not only there, but seen and understood and people responding to it. So I pray um, just, just that quick summary of how God through each of the ages has stepped up and revealed and released something more of his blessings for all the earth. And God has always been working towards the establishment of the kingdom of God and for us to enter into it and to know the fullness of that and to know the fullness of fellowship with God and drawing near to him until finally all is completed. I believe um, 
in, in the first days for Adam and Eve in the garden, they, 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 weren't, they didn't have physical clothes on, but they did not see themselves as naked because they were clothed with the glory of God. Think for a moment when Jesus was on that Mount of Transfiguration, he, he, he revealed something in his glory and the disciples saw him and he, he had white clothes on. And actually in the book of Revelation, it talks about the, the, the saints clothed in white, which is a reflection of righteousness. And um, uh, to, to one of the churches says, buy from me <laughs> uh, without cost, uh, white clothes. And I believe Adam and Eve in the garden, they were clothed. They were clothed with the glory of the Lord. And so they weren't naked because God himself was their clothing. He, his presence was their glory. Remember when Moses came down from the mountain and his face was, was shone and people couldn't see it. He was clothed with the glory because he'd met with God face to face. And so I believe... Um, in the, the the new heaven and new earth, we we're we're going to be wearing these clothes. We're always going to be clothed with the glory of God. We were created to display the glory of God. We are meant to be wearing those clothes. And I, um, Jesus displayed that um, in the Mount of Transfiguration. I believe in the uh, new heavens and new earth. All of us will be clothed with the glory and fully revealing the glory of God. We were created to display his glory. So I pray that um, just that quick summary of what God has unfolded since the beginning in the first age right through to the seventh age and then manifest fully in the new heaven and new earth is a helpful concept for you today. Let's pray. Father, you created us with a purpose. And even when you um, put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, uh, you put Adam in the garden and you gave him uh, a role to tend the garden and you created us for a purpose. And Lord, when um, when we fulfill that, our purpose of who you created us to be, Lord, we there's a completeness that we feel. Thank you for that. Thank you that the work of salvation that you've begun in us, you will bring to completion. The work that you've been at work constantly since the very beginning, all the way up until this age and in the age to, ages to come. We thank you for that wonderful truth. Help us to continue to um, understand more deeply what you have done and what that means for us, each one. So in every measure, in our lives, we will bring you glory, praise and honour through the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God bless you.